0: Let's look at a poem by Marie Howe. This is called, What the Living Do. And in the James Wright poem, you watch this imagery build. One scene unfold in front of you. In Marie Howe's poem, you're going to see the imagery sort of move a little differently. It's going to be a little quicker. It's going to move in and out of these scenes. But it's going to lead to the same idea, this discovery by a poet, by a speaker. Of something they didn't know had they not spent time focusing on the world around them. What the living do. Johnny, the kitchen sink has been clogged for days. Some utensil probably fell down there. And the draino won't work but smells dangerous. And the crusty dishes have piled up waiting for the plumber I still haven't called. This is the everyday we spoke of. It's winter again. The sky is a deep, headstrong blue and the sunlight pours through the open living room windows because the heat's on too high in here and I can't turn it off. For weeks now, driving or dropping a bag of groceries in the street, the bag breaking, I've been thinking, this is what the living do. And yesterday... Hurrying along those wobbly bricks in the Cambridge sidewalk, spilling my coffee down my wrist and sleeve, I thought it again, and again later, when buying a hairbrush. This is it. Parking. Slamming the car door shut in the cold. What you called that yearning. What you finally gave up. We want the spring to come and the winter to pass. We want... Whoever to call or not to call, a letter, a kiss, we want more and more and then more of it. But there are moments, walking, when I catch a glimpse of myself in the window glass, say, the window of the corner video store, and I'm gripped by a cherishing so deep from my own blowing hair, chapped face, an unbuttoned coat, i am speechless i am living i remember you so that's the poem and if you go back and you study it and you look at what's happening very similar to james wright we begin in a scene now we also get an address in this case johnny now i'll give you a little background of the poem it shouldn't matter necessarily but Um, Marie Howe wrote this book, What the Living Do, after her brother passed away from HIV. So this address is certainly to a person, but whether or not we are that person or have had this exact experience, it seems much broader than that. One personal experience can be broadened out and give us all a chance to learn something about ourselves. So we start in the kitchen. The kitchen sink has been clogged for days, but it goes further. It makes it specific. There's a utensil down there. They're not just dishes next to the sink. They're crusty dishes. Then the poem shifts a little bit and moves towards some windows. And it says in the third stanza that the living room windows are open, but it doesn't stop there. It says, because the heat's on too high in here and I can't turn it off. So now we get a feeling. We saw a lot in the James Wright poem about what we can see, right? The images. But here we have the sort of clang of a utensil, in the sink that we can hear. We see uh, the window open, but we feel that heat, the sweating that it would take to, in the middle of winter, open a window because it's so steamy. So we're starting to feel it. And then we go on and we see even more about what is happening. She hurries along the street. She spills coffee down her street. She drops a bag of groceries. The bag breaks. And I want to call your attention, as she moves and moves and moves through the poem, to the second to last stanza. Here she says, you know, we're thinking about what the living do, and these are the things we do, and these are the things we do. And then she says, but every once in a while I catch a glimpse of myself in a window glass, and then she specifies it. Say, she says, the window of the corner video store. So now we're not only placed by maybe I see a reflection, but it's this reflection in the corner video store. And then from there, the image grows even more. And I'm gripped, she says, by cherishing show, so deep. For my own blowing hair, we can see hair blowing. Doesn't have to say my auburn hair, right? We understand. You can use selective imagery to make sure we see it. My hair that's blowing, my chapped face. Uh, while we record this, it happens to be winter. So that feeling of a chapped face and wind is very present. But I know even in the summer when I read this poem, I still see it. And again, I feel it. So the chapped face, the unbuttoned coat, and what does that lead her to see? She's speechless. Why? Because she is alive as a speaker. And what does the living allow itself to do here, the speaker? It allows themselves to remember. By living, the discovery is, we can carry the memory of those we love who pass away. We start in a kitchen, somewhere many of you were in at some point today. And that description of the kitchen leads to the memory of a person, leads to a discovery of the self about the world around her. That's what imagery can do. And that move from deep description and detail imagery to a discovery is what you guys will be practicing this week. Read closely the poems that are below, and when you try to write your poem, think about that move of how description can lead to a discovery of yourself. Remember your stories matter, your voices matter, the things you experience matter. And if you can show it to the reader in a clear, new, fresh, exciting way, you will allow them to feel like they've had that experience with you. And they will be moved to act, to respond, to feel in the ways you want them to.